Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. <laughs> I pictured that as the like Law and Order clunk clunk. Because you've been watching a lot of Law and Order SVU. I did. I did yeah. watch a lot of Law and Order SVU. Did you get through all of it? I can't tell you the amount of things that I've gotten through. Yeah. Like, it's scary. Let's give a quick uh, update of you getting through all the things. Okay. Just a quick Today, update. Today, I will be quick. Like, seven seconds or less. You're running out of time. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I feel okay. Okay, that's great. Yeah. I feel happy because this week is like potentially the week when I'm going to get my new glasses and I'm really excited about okay, that. Okay, okay. You know, last week was like a roller coaster. It was like a couple good days, a couple real bad days. Yeah. Um, but we just take it day by day and um, I'll tell you what though, I'm getting tired of pressing pause on everything and not being able to do anything and like right. just watching a bunch of TV, getting real sick of the TV. Yeah. But, you know, I can do like an hour of work and then my, my brain starts to get crunchy. So, yeah. Well, we're really hopeful that these glasses come and we've gotten a ton of very kind words from both our WAME community yeah. for our, it our means a lot. Thank Slack you guys. community, but then also just folks emailing us. And we're on a break right now from this is our summer sabbatical from outward facing content, except for this podcast for the next couple of weeks, because we're doing fun in the summer, fun obviously, in the summer. which kicked off last week with our 10 thought provoking questions. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's definitely this thought for you that like this is going to go on forever and i'm just like really trying to be hopeful that these glasses you know help fix it and if they don't then we just then we take the next step right it's like anything in life right i keep sharing with you my fears of like i feel like i've been building up to this sort of like deadline or this light at the end of the tunnel of getting these glasses and will i feel normal again but there's this part of me that's very fearful that if that's not the case and i still continue to feel poorly what then what you know what i mean but i think you're right the thing i have to remember is you know then we just on to the next thing and we look for solutions and what i do know is that in 2019 i felt as terrible as i've ever felt and you know fast forward a year and a half later and i felt completely okay and normal so i know that there is you know hope on the other yeah on the other end of it and I just have to keep fighting to get there. And yeah. that's okay. Uh, I also have a kind of an exciting announcement, but maybe you've already realized it because you have very keen ears, dear listener. You're of looking the what at is it me, all but you're podcast. talking to them. Well, and then I look at like the audio recorder as like that's them, but that's just a bunch of like moving audio bars. And that doesn't feel like a I person. I think of them as all the little packed into the microphone. Uh-huh. They're just all in there. Yeah. All nine of you are just. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them uh, about your microphone. So we, for those of you who've been listening for a couple months now, you've been hearing us maybe <laughs> have various. The various different audio types and styles. Maybe you don't notice at all. Most people probably don't notice at all is my guess. Because I listen to podcasts and I'm like, oh, it sounds slightly different, but who cares? I just want to listen to this podcast. Sure. However, for me, the person who is the producer, the editor, uh-huh. the, the 
person who runs this podcast essentially it drives me nuts when i'm editing the podcast and it just doesn't sound good as good as it could as good as it could but also sometimes it just objectively doesn't sound good wow because it's like echoey and whatever anyway we need to fire that guy the sound engineer uh so we've been through the gauntlet of microphones in our house recently but be honest have you enjoyed it oh absolutely yeah 100 you you love a gear mission it is it's it's fun to me because you get to try out all these different things i just like the the differences of electronics and like how they're all packaged and you know all this different mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. thing real stuff gear, real gearhead real gearhead uh anyway big shout out to our friend caleb who's been helping me you know kind of like trudge through all the waters where we have landed folks and i believe this is our final setup oh okay. because of how good it sounds okay is actually back at the beginning with the first thing caleb recommended <laughs> of cool, course cool, 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 of cool. course as caleb has been someone who has done production for years and like he just knows his he stuff he knows what he's talking about yeah, yeah yeah okay basically what he said is get two handheld microphones yeah hold them wire them into an oh, audio interface hold the handheld microphone well, yeah because i had a handheld microphone before that was on a mic stand but Ooh, i just think gotcha. it's funny that they're handheld gotcha they're handheld gotcha so this should sound way better uh to your earballs, and this is our setup that i think we're gonna be very comfortable with it fits really nicely into my little gear pack that i have a little cube for travel so which we're gonna get into okay for travel yeah we're gonna get what into. i was gonna say is what my favorite part about it is that i get to i'm holding a microphone right now as yeah. though i am giving a speech yeah, or very yeah. i keep telling jason it feels like i'm on like a panel it is. of some yeah, kind yeah. it makes yeah. me feel important i'm not yeah. gonna lie to you that's great and I think it gives me a little confidence of all the things that I'm saying. Because yeah. it's like, oh, well, someone handed me a microphone, so. And I actually somehow feel like this is better for you. Because when we were doing the lav mics, you would just willy-nilly, like, flip your arms around and hit them. And knock. The, and this I'm gives just, me a home base. I have so much stress. This is like, you're in the safe zone right now. I know. And you know, you're as a rule follower, stay in the safe zone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I, get weird. You don't uh-uh. wander around. Okay, don't do that. you're wandering. See? See? Yeah. It stresses me exactly. out. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, you guys don't really care. But I think some of you are interested in these things sure. like I am. And I hope that this just sounds a little bit or a lot bit better because it should sound Profesh. a little bit better. We're trying yeah. to go for like maximum portability with maximum profesh. Maximum minimal professional is our portability setup. Yeah. Uh, you so, guys know that saying we always say. Exactly. All right. So let's uh, let's move into some travel discussion because that's kind of what we're here to discuss. Right. Okay. So for those of you that have been around for a while, you will know that it has been a plan of ours to one day travel full yeah. time yeah for those of you who are new you're like what you guys are gonna travel so we'll tell you a little bit about it so for years we've had this dream yeah of i would say five years dating back maybe to five years. oceanside was yeah when we first started talking about we've, it yeah our dream yes absolutely because this is what our kind of like plan was we knew that our lovely Poochmas Plaxico. Rest in peace, little Rest buddy. in peace, Plaxico. He had a wonderful long life, and he was sort of getting up there in age, and yep. so we were not, you know... There was it, no pressure. We sat him down, and we were like, there's no pressure for you to pass on. <laughs> yeah, no. You can take as long as you want. Absolutely. But once you if, pass, we're traveling full time. In fact, I wish full-time. we could have had him for like a couple more years. Yeah. Even through the pandemic would have been great. Through but, the panda bear would have been nice. Um. So anyway, but we knew, we were kind of planning ahead, and we knew like... This is on the horizon, and then once he does pass, we are going to not have, have, anything have that, to need to have a yeah, home base. Yeah, We thought that that would make the most sense timing-wise, and then we would be of the age where we could still 
you know, have a couple of years before we needed to get serious about having kids. Factory out some children. Factory out some children. (laughs) And so we thought, this is our plan. We will sell all of our stuff, which we've already done once before. Second time around. Um, Sell all of our stuff for the second time. And we'll just travel for a year and just have adventures. And because we do love traveling together. We are very good travel companions. Um, you know, we took a couple of cool trips to Iceland and Italy. I like how you call them cool trips. They're cool trips. (laughs) And so we thought, let's do a year of cool trips. Yeah. And this was our big dream. And then... I think this is a lot of people's dreams, by the way. Sure. Is to like take a year and travel. And and for us, I think even just to define it, you may have gotten to that, but I'm just going to jump in because I'm also on this panel as well. (laughs) Uh, This travel panel. Yeah, travel panel. Yeah, at South by Southwest. Uh, What's up? Uh, the, the goal of this is not like we're retiring for a year essentially and doing nothing. Like we still plan on working. Right. That's much... the benefit of having a remote business. Exactly. So we still plan on working. And the idea is that we want to do slow travel. Yes. So we are not the digital nomads of like, we're going to spend 48 hours in every city and go to 614 cities in 37 days. Yes. That is not our ideal uh, way of traveling at all. Yeah. Uh, so we we really base this on we spent two weeks in Italy mm-hmm. uh, in 2017 mm-hmm. with two friends and we actually did a lot. We packed a lot into two weeks. A ton in and, two weeks. And it's more than what we would have done. And I think that really showed us like okay, three days in a place. It's just it's, not enough. It's not really enough. And, and you know, you just are tired. Like, you're tired the entire time. Mm-hmm. You're And so what we decided was mm-hmm. we would love to spend more time, which we're going to talk about how much that time is. Because we, we have some debates. We have some some uh, little debates here. Uh, but for the entire year of 2022, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be able to travel as freely as possible. Go to different countries, starting in Europe. And just spend the year experiencing other cultures, experiencing other places, uh, all kinds of history and things, and just see the world for a year while also working and just having this amazing experience. And I think we definitely want to point out that this is such an amazing opportunity that we have the ability to do. And it comes with privilege, but it also comes with planning. You know, like we've said, this is five years in the making of carving out time for this and you know putting off the factoring of children factoring of children uh-huh. um waiting for plaques building and, businesses that allow us to have the flexibility to do absolutely. that intentionally yeah and so there's been a lot of decisions over the past couple of years you know we, we have a savings account and we're going to start to even you know do more of that this year to really carve out mean you know money to get started with that um but all of that to be said we we don't know where we're going. Yeah. We we have we started a notion last year right before Panda Express took over the world and I don't I haven't or was it Airtable? It was Airtable. It was Airtable. It was before Notion. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so we had already started looking at some spots just to get some things going, but as of today recording this, we're basically s- almost 6 months to the day of when we plan on leaving for the year. Right. Which is kind of exciting to be recording Very right now. Because it, now it gets real. Now yeah. it's like we're moving from daydream territory into actual logistical planning territory, yes. which is why we're recording this podcast. Because when we were thinking of programming for the Summer of Fun <laughs> series that we've just pulled out of thin air which yeah. is just that we want to talk about sillier things over the summer yeah um so that we can return in the fall with very serious business things very serious business people we thought we kind of had this like not tiffed but um we realized last night while we were talking about the trip because at this point it's like the main thing we talk about well let's share some of the things that we've been doing well, that, we like, just wait okay. so last night we kind of had this like moment where we realized oh we're not entirely on the same page with like how long we want to stay at places, where do we want to begin the trip. And so we were like, okay, we need to finally just have like 
and this is how our relationship works we have meetings yeah. we need to have a meeting yeah. which is just like an officially defined time to talk about something and then we thought let's have this meeting on the podcast <laughs> so that all of you can hear us debate about just stupid stuff yeah to yeah. get on the same page yeah, exactly and I hope that this gives you something fun to listen to, to pretend that you also are with us along on this journey to take this big trip, um, all of the logistical challenges that will certainly come along, yeah. the fears. I have some fears that we'll get into. Yeah, that for are- sure. And maybe we'll even talk about some of the money stuff too, because I think we want to share, you know, like we, so let's get into where we've both been basically like I think the past couple of weeks is sure. all the travel YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of like travel bloggers, uh, just like all the different things. So you're watching and reading all that content and it really runs the gamut, uh-huh. right? It, it, you've got the, I stay in hostels. I wear one pair of flip-flops. I stretch $10. I have traveled a... with a Jansport backpack for 13 years yeah. and everything I own fits in it. Right. Okay. No to all <laughs> no, of that. No, but like so good for you. Yeah, 100% because, for us. For right. us, I'm saying And I no. also want to say I'm really appreciative that that content exists because, uh, you know, you mentioned the privilege before. Like not everyone is in a position where they can spend a lot of money when they travel. Yeah. And so I think it's really cool that channels like that make it accessible to see, to show people like you don't actually have to have like a huge savings account to make this a reality. However, we... Are, do not want to travel that way. Exactly. We have intentionally put this trip off until we do have some savings um, and some, you know, uh, businesses that make profit so yeah. that we can travel just honestly in a little bit more of a cush For way. sure. So I think the gamut is like, uh, the starting point is uh, Birkenstocks, Jansport backpack, and you stay at hostels and you shower in like an outdoor shower every three weeks. Cool. That's like your life. Good for you. Great. Not for us. <laughs> then the other end of the spectrum is... Louis Vuitton, everything, head to toe. <laughs> right. You check 16 bags. All and the you fanciest hotels. only stay at St. Regis hotels or <laughs> ones that cost the same amount. So it's like, good for you. Can't afford that. Yeah, life. not for we, us. We're not about that. So we fall somewhere in the middle of right. that. I think if you're like looking at like, where, where do we exist on this? So we plan on traveling with carry-on only. Uh, we're about to invest in some roller luggage to test yep. in, a, in a month. We're waiting because they have a 100-day trial, and we have a three-week trip to Florida. So we're trying to plan it to like land in that trip so we can actually try it for three weeks. Get a real test run going. We don't want to check bags. Uh, I'm going to bring our little electro- electronic setup so we can record our podcast. We can do video for our away members. Maybe do video chronicling the travel. We'll get into that. Everyone hold your horses. Um, but really, it's to like pare down everything so that it's like one roller suitcase and one larger backpack, I'll right. say, not a Jansport, that but, has all of our life stuff. Right. And the packing is where the first area where this has really um, kind of been a funny thing. Because, again, going back to what you were saying about the content, you have all the people who are traveling carry-on only. And they all they're wearing is like moisture wicking black <laughs> merino wool everything yeah, everything yeah. okay and then you have the packing videos of like the fashion bloggers who are going to paris for three weeks and they have like the most fashionable they have a, they have a suitcase for their purses right exactly like i just watched one the other day and she's right. like this is where all my bags go right 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 and i was like oh okay yeah all right and that's so fine. we're trying and so my like ideal is somewhere in the middle yeah. where I want, obviously you have to do a capsule kind of wardrobe scenario. Yes. If you don't um, know what a capsule wardrobe is. I think everyone does at this point, but it's just right, like great. a certain, you know, a pared down number of pieces that all can mix and match into different outfits. Great, thank you. So you need a capsule wardrobe, obviously, in, in order to go carry on only, but it's like, I don't want to wear all 
like waterproof gear with some <laughs> water shoes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I want cute outfits, but can I make that happen in a carry-on only? And so that's been a kind of a fun challenge for me to think through as well as what is my wardrobe? Also, what pieces from my wardrobe do I want to keep? Yep. Which ones are not versatile enough to make the trek? Yep. Um, so yeah. packing for me has been kind of where my mind's at lately. And it's funny because I think that's where we started when we were just like, okay, uh, the EU announced that travel is going to be open again at some point. We got vaccinated. And, and now we were like, oh, we can start thinking about this Europe trip again. And this is all, of course, contingent upon all kinds of things. Right. Like, it, you know, countries do opening up. There are no crazy outbreaks. The right. variants, like, we get it. We understand that there is a real possibility that a curveball could be thrown. Totally. And and then we have to re reconfigure. But I think a lot of you listening can maybe relate to this feeling of we've put everything on pause for a year. We've been patient. We've stayed home. We've done it all. And I'm no longer at the place where I want to be in a holding pattern. I'm in a place where I want to assume positive a positive outcome yeah. and plan for this trip and if it gets ripped out from under us i'm willing to take that risk yeah but i just i don't want to press pause anymore also we have learned this and this is something i feel like you can only learn by doing any trip like this and I, we don't have like a long trip like this but one example is we uh saved up after we paid off all of our debt to go to tahiti that was mm -hmm. what we called our money moon trip it was four years after we paid our two years after we paid off our debt and we basically saved for this trip and I remember the planning of the trip, the looking at the videos, the photos, the thinking about what we were going to do, the packing. That was as much fun as being there. Totally. And that, I know that sounds ridiculous because you're like overwater bungalow, picture blue water, you know, great, you know, experiences and whatever. Yeah, 100%. But by the third day, guys, being an underwater bungalow, there's only so many things you can underwater bungalow. <laughs> like it, it was wonderful. And I am not trying to like, poo poo that as an experience i'm just saying i think 50 percent of the joy of that trip was the planning of the well, trip didn't you tell me that there's like actual scientific yes. evidence that in your brain you get a certain a similar amount of satisfaction and joy out of the anticipation of totally. of a thing of a thing yes you know so we're trying to just live in yeah, that place and, and that's why i think this like six month mark for us whether it was subconscious or by choice is like i want to enjoy the next and it's probably more like four or five months because once we get into the like selling our stuff and like packing and all that it's going to be not so fun yeah but these next couple months i look at it as we're just in the sandbox we're yeah. just in the europe 2022 travel abroad sandbox and we get to play and we get to like bring in toys and we get to throw toys out and we get to throw sand in each other and that's really terrible because i don't want sand in all of my places uh but that's kind of where where we are and i just am soaking it all in i think yeah. is the point um and i think for anybody listening to this you probably have done that with something in your life whether it's travel whether it's a business you're starting whether it's a move that you're going to make anything that you're going to do you have this time and you really just want to like soak that time in mm -hmm. um and that's where we are and and so kind of moving forward here on this uh adventure is for us to figure out a couple things yeah which is like where how long where how long? Uh, i will so i will say we do how? have some parameters which are helpful for tax reasons so yeah. there's this really weird tax uh i don't know if you call it a tax law uh in the states where you get a tax break you don't have to basically pay federal taxes if you own and operate businesses based out of the u.s but you're outside of the country for 330 days out of a calendar year 
please consult your tax professional 100%. in verifying this information. Yeah. We are not financially. <laughs> 100%. So uh, we've been talking about this trip with our CPA. But it makes CPA. sense, right? It's like yeah. if you're out of the country for basically the year, yeah. it would make sense that you're not, you know, taking taking advantage of public works. Exactly. And so you, that's, that's why, why it makes sense that you're right. not paying federal taxes. Sure. So, you know, am I allowed to give hard numbers on taxes? I don't see why not. Okay. So this this basically means for us, we'll save $20,000 in taxes in 2022 is what it means. Um, but That's we're a gonna, fair amount of money. Absolutely. But we're going to spend that money, you know, traveling and, and a bunch of extra expenses that we don't have right now. Right. Um, but it just, it, it's a very interesting thing. And, and so the reason I bring it up is because it gives us a parameter. So yep. the traveling for a year, which a lot of people would be like, yeah, we'll leave in January. Maybe we'll come back to the U.S., whatever. It's like, no, we actually need to stay outside of the U.S., to make sure that we get that $20,000 tax, you know, break essentially. So it does make our plans interesting that, you know, wherever we go, we have to sort that out. Well, yeah, because it already, the, the whole time we were kind of planning on leaving in March because right. our lease for here is up in March. The place that we rent. The place that we rent is up in March. And so it made sense to leave when our lease ended. But now it's like, well, for this tax year thing, we kind of need to leave like literally near the beginning of the year yeah, um, and work it out with our <clears throat> landlord of leaving too. Which we had already, I'd already planted that seed with him yeah. and we had extended, so our lease ended this past spring. We extended for a year, but when we extended, we basically put a clause in that says like, as long as we give 90 days notice, we, we can, can end the lease. the lease. And where we live, someone will scoop this place up in a week. 100%. It will not stay because it's just, this is a great find. Okay. So uh, that's kind of the the logistics of the, the reason for taxes, being there for a year, you know, being gone, et cetera. So the next wrinkle that I just want to bring up is the Schengen zone. Yeah. So this is a very tricky thing. Uh, I finally found a video. Did you do you agree that video I sent you was finally like the first video that just like clearly explained this? I think this? so, but I still I think we've <laughs> talked about I still would like some sort of professional right. to, you know, get on a call with them, whether we have to pay for their time or whatever. Yeah. Because it's confusing, you guys. Yeah. I think this is also what holds a lot of people back from doing something like this is they start to do the research and they're like, wow, I'm overwhelmed. Visas and travels yeah. and rules and international travel. It's it's kind of confusing. Yeah. And as Screw a, it. I'm just going to Cabo. As a rule follower, I get very nervous that I'm not doing all the right stuff. But this is also, I just know that this trip is going to be such an opportunity for growth in so many areas. And I view this as one of those growth opportunities of not overthinking it and just doing the best you can and taking it one step at a time and not letting the overwhelm hold you back from trying something like yeah. this. So just to very quickly try and explain the Schengen region, yep. it's so confusing, but let me just try and break it down and you can do your own research. We're going to consult an immigration lawyer to like verify all this. Don't take this as like, this is the exact thing. You essentially get 90 days out of 180 days. In the Schengen In area, which is a conglomeration of countries you know, a lot of which are in the EU who yeah. have who have basically come together and said, hey, you can travel freely throughout right. these di different countries. So just to make that even clearer, essentially, it's like w we will be in these Schengen countries. So like France, Germany, um, you know, basically all the European Spain, countries you can think of, except uh, like again, I don't Eastern have the list Europe. in front of me. Yeah, some Eastern Europe countries aren't in it. And then, like, the, the UK, I think, right, is, not is not in, in it. it. Yeah. I think all, Croatia, yeah. like, there's a couple that you can You can look that up. But essentially what this means for us is January, February, March, we will be in those countries. What do you mean, no? We already went over this, remember? So it's, okay, <laughs> 
this is the perfect yeah, yeah. example of a conversation yeah. we wanted to have on this. So it's every, you can only stay for 90 days within a 180 day period. Yes. So were you just doing, were you just saying the three months to explain it to them? Because remember yes. we had talked, oh, okay. Then yeah. go ahead. Well, yeah, but also that might be our plan too. We can talk it's about not, this. Because okay. we had talked about what I don't want yeah. is to basically use up all of our 90 days in those countries Oh, in the first in the 90 first, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Sorry. the weather is the worst. Sorry, yeah. And then it's like, we're stuck for three okay. months in... first of all, the worst. That's no, not... I'm just saying in the cold Cold, cold in months. In the cold yeah. months. So just to make it plain and simple, though, because this is part of the fun of this. It's yeah, just... I'm pretty sure we didn't even say words the last, like, two minutes. We, yeah, it's We were great. just like... So imagine you were just to go, okay, I'm just going to follow the rules. You get to stay in these countries January, February, and March. Then for April, May, and June, you are not allowed to be in a Schengen. You have to go outside the Schengen zone. Yes. So you need to go to the UK. You need to go to Croatia. You need to go to the Maldives for a month, whatever you need to do. Yeah. And then it resets yes. at the 180 mark. And then you can come back in the region yeah. for, and do the same thing. Exactly. 90 days per 180 days. Exactly. So some countries are more strict about this. Again, this video that I found, uh, maybe I'll link to it in the description in case you're interested, just because it was the most helpful video I found. It, she was basically saying like the Northern East. EU countries very strict the southern EU countries like Spain and Portugal not that strict and I'm like we're still gonna follow the rules yeah but it does kind of make sense to well then I was confused because remember this whole time we thought you had to get a Schengen visa right which you you do not need to get if we're traveling and we're not just like living well yeah if it's also you don't need it because we are U.S. citizens with U.S. passports okay so it's countries there's a whole list on yeah. the like Schengen you know, website. website, which I sent to you as well, yeah. which basically says like, if you're in New Zealand or the US, like there's a bunch of countries that don't need a Schengen visa. So you don't need a visa, but you still have to, you follow, still have to follow the rules. The rules. Yeah. It's confused. This and is why it's confusing. I know. And yeah. so they'll check. So also I read in her video or whatever. So you, you, it's really important that when you, you know, arrive in a new country that they stamp your passport, um, and all of that so that, you know, you can show them when yeah. you're leaving or whatever. The rules I think are. our passport's going to have enough space. We have, what, like three stamps in it? <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into where we want to go. What do we want to do? Where do we want to go? So let's go back to that conversation that we I just... my phone because I have my destination. Um, that we just had a little side tangent on, which sure. is we're not going... Our, not, our plan is not to be just in the Schengen countries for the first three months due to weather. So the idea is right. we want to maximize we don't stack it in the cold weather months. Right. So yeah. so what I'm sort of thinking is maybe it's like a four to six weeks in to start the clock, four to six weeks out, yeah. kind of an on and off thing like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and what we're thinking about, too, so even coming back to like the slow travel idea, this is where we've had like this a little bit of... I know. Interesting. I know. So I, I definitely am not like a... I, well, I am an optimizer, right? When I do something, I want it to try and be as optimal as possible. I want to efficient, efficient as possible. So, like, if we're going to go to Europe, it's not like I want to see every country in every city. That is not at all no. the thing. But it's like I I want to see more than twelve countries. I know, and that's you know, there's twelve months in a year. But then, you, but then, and I that this is what's hard about this because it's like we have very two conflicting things happening. The first is. We want to not be rushed. We want to not feel exhausted. We want to not feel the pressure to have to see everything. We want to be able to just live the way that we live here over there. To be able to like have a coffee shop that you go to. To have a local restaurant. To wander around a city without trying to view every tourist attraction. Those types of things. That's on one end of like the experience that we want. But 
when you start to step back and realize what you the, the level of slow travel that you get with that is that you're only going to get to see a, a certain number of places yeah. and are we going to be able to withstand the pressure of like I think you hit Siri. She's just recording all the words you're saying. I just saw your Apple Watch was like line after line after line. Come on, Siri. Not right now. She's so rude. Sometimes. As my grandmother says. Not no right th- now, Siri. No, thank, no you, Siri. thank you, Siri. Um, but what you get with that slower pace is you're not going to see everything. Yes. And then can you withstand the FOMO? Yes. FOMO, no mo. FOMO, no mo. <laughs> and so this is where we're a little bit... Well, we're not far off. No, no, so, no, like, but we just haven't talked yeah. about it. So because what, was, we, what we discovered last night is... Yeah, in the great I, tussle of 2021. In the great tussle of 2021, I was thinking that we would try and withstand that pressure and just really commit to the slow slow travel thing and stay in a place for three to four weeks. And then Jason was like, oh, yeah, 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 like three to four places in a month. And I'm like, okay, well, when we do the math... <laughs> he's like, no, like 10 days each. I'm like, yeah. okay, you're being generous with the math there. Like seven days each. Yeah, exactly. Then I'm like... 48 hours in Lisbon. You know what I mean? (laughs) It kind of devolved into that. And so I was like, okay, I think we need to get on the same page. So we need to get on the same page with that. Let's go there first because I have so many different things that like are peaking my interest on this short podcast that we're doing. Uh, Yeah. We're doing okay though right now. Okay. Um, also, is this interesting? Do you guys like this? <laughs> Doesn't it, matter. We're recording it. Yeah, but if you do, like, I would really love to get an email from you. Hello at Wandering Aimfully, or leave a review if you uh, do that on Apple Podcasts. Because reviews are comments. That's our comment section now. But seriously, we've really debated on like, should we share this lead up discussion stuff, or is it just not fun to listen to? Right. So let us know because some feedback I think would be helpful for us to like, keep recording this, or we'll just have these discussions by ourselves. Also, we definitely need to talk about are we going to create content? We'll come back to that. Anyway, how many days in each place? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> ninety tough. days. The ninety days for me in Schengen makes my brain, my optimizer brain, I know, say nine places, ten days each. Ew, no. Wow. Listen, I love the idea of nine different places. And, yeah. And there's definitely a part of this that is like, okay, it's a once in a lifetime trip. Like I want to see it all. Yeah. But but this is where we have to we have to use our enough mentality and yeah. apply it to this. Because here's what I go back to. What is our number one value and like priority for like us as a team? Flexibility. No. Well, yes. <laughs> but like what is the thing that we have to manage Above all other things. My mental health. Exactly. So <laughs> Your mental my health. mental health. Yeah. We have to manage my mental health because if we don't, the thing falls apart. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> the team. Yeah. And so I'm very worried about my, for my mental health and my anxiety. We know that one of the things that alleviates that is some type of routine, some type of like grounding practice. And so I don't know if 10 days is enough days to get... Okay. Grounded. I'm willing Only to, go, to get uprooted. I'm willing again. to go to 15. How do you feel about 15? <laughs> that feels right. Because 15 gives us 15, 30. So that's two. 60 is four. 90 is six. So that's six places in the 90 days. In the 90 if days. If you stay and that's there just, for 15. What, the way we're thinking about that is six home bases. Right. So that would be like we, our first one is Lisbon. And but we, you go to Porto for the weekend. You take a Porto trip after you've been in Lisbon for seven days, and you're like, okay, like we obviously haven't seen everything, but we feel like we've gotten acclimated enough that we want to take a three day trip to right. Porto. Um, I think that 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 could be a really nice way to do it. The other interesting part of this is we are not booking like all of it ahead of time. Exactly. We're basically gonna. 
well, we can discuss that too, is essentially book like the first month or the first month and a half. Mm -hmm. So that would essentially in the 15 day schedule be three places. And we would have those three places with maybe even like flights or trains or whatever set up. And our goal also in this is we want the least amount of friction to start. Right. So we've gone down this rabbit wait, so, hole. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. I know. Just There's so much. I know. Isn't this exciting? Very. Yeah. This feels right to me. The 15 days potentially. Oh, because, I like it. Can because, we shake on it? Mm-mm. Really? Not yet. I want everyone to know I put my hand out and she said, mm-mm. Not yet. Okay. I'm just, I'm chewing on it. Okay. Chew. Chew. And so, but that feels right to me because here's the thing that we don't know. We could get there and I could be okay. And then I could be like, oh, I really want to see more stuff. Yeah. Or we're in this city and we don't like it. We got to move on. You know? Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting as well, which is also why we're not going to book too far in advance. Right. Is because we don't want to get stuck in a place where we've like locked in a month. Yeah. And then we go, uh-oh, this is not what we expected. Or everyone else said it was great, but we don't like it. So we right. want to move on. Right. So I'm just letting you know that when you tell me the math of like, okay, for those 90 days in the first six months, you could see six you could see six places for two weeks. Two weeks feels like at least somewhat slow travel because most people when they're when they're going to Italy for two weeks, they're they're seeing four different cities. Like which is said. what we did, yeah. Right. So we're just staying in one. Um, okay. Okay. All right. So maybe that works. Maybe. And again, like we're not trying to decide this all right now. We're just trying to get further on the same page. It's so weird to me how when I say a year, like we'll be gone for a year. Again, that's arbitrary, but we're just that's the tax thing and yeah. the whatever. It feels so long to me, and then I'm like, it feels so short. Short, like yeah, there's yeah. not there's not enough time to see yeah. all the places. Well, and again, that's the enough mindset, right? Like we yes. need to come back. It's not to, about seeing everything. Exactly. Like if we if we just did a two week thing, and that was a, we would be like, okay, we have 26 home bases in 2022. Sure, there's a lot more countries than that in just Europe alone, and and that I think that's the other thing we didn't really talk about is like. What's our goal here? Like, are we planning to go to Asia? Are we planning to go anywhere else? Right, which we absolutely could. It's just the only reason why we've called it Europe for all this time is, I think, mainly for me of just the, like, ex something about, you know, Europe being closer, being, you know, more closely tied to our language, customs and languages yeah. and norms seems less scary to me. Yeah. Um, but now that we're getting closer, I'm like, I certainly don't want to take this opportunity and not see, you know, these beautiful Asian countries and places that people have told us about, um, even though maybe the language barrier feels intimidating to me or, you know, my limited Western understanding right. is keeping me in this little bubble. Which I think that that's part of it as well, right? Like, we just don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, thinking about going to countries in Europe, which, you know, I've been to a couple, you've been to Italy and Iceland, but like, it seems like it's really easy to just be an American and survive, right? But we don't know many people. I mean, we know some people, and I think that's just part of the thing. We haven't done the research to go, well, what's it like going to Hong Kong? What's it like going right. to Tokyo or, or like other cities? And and yet I am starting to find some of that content and I'm like, Thailand's beautiful. Right. And because I think also the idea that but I- bugs in Thailand. I You're afraid know, of bugs? Tropical bugs. Tropical, <laughs> like Bali, just the weather seems very scary to me. Yeah. No, but like I think a lot of the, and this is just my own, like I said, kind of ignorance and maybe a little bit of, you know, America, what, what's the word for? Um, Being a dumb American? 
just being a dumb American. No, is it xenophobic where you're just yeah. like like American yeah. centri- centering totally. and like this this embedded in our culture this like fear of other cultures? But I think the um you know the impression that I've gotten is that like Asia, it's a lot of these big cities and bustling cities and everything. And it's like, no, you start to do more research and you realize just like any other place you have rural areas, you have gorgeous, you know, seaside fishing villages, you have all these places. And so I think I need to open my mind up to potentially going there as well. Yeah. And I I do think part, so again, part of this is like this whole year of traveling we just don't know so many things. We don't know what vibe we're really going to like. We mm-hmm. don't know how much we're going to want to move around. And that's why we're not going to book so many places in advance. I think we're just going to create the plan and we're going to have an idea of where we're going to be. But we're really just going to get there, have a couple places booked, and then start to feel it out from there. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll have the plan set up and, and maybe we'll have the whole year kind of like architected out, if you will, kind of like sketched out as a wireframe. Right. But we're not gonna fill in any of the blanks by booking things, travel and other things, um, unless it's places where we absolutely really wanna go. Right. You know, like we've talked about. Or like if, you know, friends or family are like, oh, I wanna come meet you in Switzerland right. Right. and I can only do it these dates, then like that'll be kind of like a pinpoint on our exactly. sketch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. and. Many of you might be listening to this who live in these other countries, who have been to these other countries, and you're screaming at your radio in your car, you're like yelling at your AirPods, and you're like, this country's amazing, you need to go, go here. here. Uh, we get it. Like, we just, again, yeah. we're trying to admit that we have not done a ton of research outside of the Schengen region in Europe yep. right now. Um, and that's just where we want to start. Like, we we, exactly. we don't want to be overwhelmed by all of the possibilities of all of the places. Listen, I hear Greenland is wonderful, <laughs> but I just need to, like, go to some places where I'm going to feel more confident. Maybe Antarctica. You know, I've seen some videos from there. Um, but, yeah, so getting back to our schedule, I think right now, as we're discussing it, if we start... So the other thing that we discussed last night, too, was easing into living abroad and not making it so difficult to get started living abroad. Because we've found like these cute little towns, let's say in Spain or Portugal right. or wherever. Our vibe is definitely not huge metropolitan areas. We do want to see some of those. Right. But like part of me just really has no interest in being in Paris as like an right. example. To live in Paris. I totally get that it's a beautiful city. Like the food culture is amazing. And there's so much to see in history and all that. But it's like know yourself and know what you like. And 100%. Like, it's the same way that we would never live in New York. Love New York. Respect New York. Yeah. But it is like overstimulating to 100%. both of us. 100%. And, and I think that knowing what you know about yourself, it's important to have those things to kind of be your your baseline, your values of travel, if you will, that we want to create for ourselves, which is probably part of like an exercise that we want to have of really establishing those and it'll help us make decisions as we choose places. Mm-hmm. So as we're talking about kind of the beginning of the trip, what we want to do is we kind of discussed this last night of, I think we want to have the least amount of friction getting to our first spot as possible. So just as of right now, throwing it out there, if we chose Lisbon, because the weather is not going to be that cold, there's not a lot of rain, it's a pretty direct... I told Jason, I'm just kind of thinking ahead, and I can imagine... So our first, for whatever reason, we really thought the Netherlands was going to be our first area, and it was just because I started looking at, like, Amsterdam apartments and Utrecht apartments. Utrecht, or I yeah. think is a better way to say it. Um, and it just had this, like, cool, urban, like, loft vibe. I don't know. Just everything about it felt cool. Yeah. And, um, and then I was like, oh, it's going to be very cold. And it's going to be, I think it rains like half the month there in January. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it wouldn't be amazing. Right. And um, But 
I know how much that affects my mood. And so I'm tr- I'm not trying to over control the circumstances, but I do think how you start the trip right. is very important. And especially for, like I said, my anxiety and feeling confident, I want to be in a good mood. Yeah. Um, those first couple places that we stay. So we're trying to go somewhere warmer now, we're yeah. thinking. So let's just say, and again, what I was getting to is like getting to Lisbon from San Diego, where we live now, if you didn't know that, it's a one-stop flight. So we would essentially fly to Toronto and then we would fly to Lisbon and it's a pretty straightforward trip. Like there's not another connection in there. Right. That's uh, not one stop if you fly to Toronto and then fly to Yeah, that's a one stop flight. That's how that works. That's how it's described on Google Flights. When you oh, look it one up. stop. I was hearing nonstop. Right. It's one stop or the it's words that I said. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Um, And so that that to me feels like not a lot of friction to get to that city. Then, well, How long is the flight from Toronto to Lisbon? Uh, I think a total travel time in the air was like 15 hours. So it's like... On those two, two So I think trips. it's like seven and then eight, maybe. Seven hours and eight hours, something okay. like that. Um, you're going to have to get over there somehow, just I so you're aware. That. Yeah. And but then to the Maldives, it's going to take a while to get to the Maldives. Stop it. <laughs> I really want to go to the Maldives, the, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think nine hours was our trip to Tahiti, and that was a really long flight. It was. Uh, also... So yeah, anyway, getting back to my, my plan here. So we get to Lisbon, we can easily get a taxi or Uber. I have to look up if Ubers are, I don't even know. We, these are things we haven't looked into the logistics part of it yet, but I'm just envisioning a car. what does this look like to get to a place? Because uh, what I don't want to do is have to deal with like public transit when we get there. I don't want to have to have a bus or whatever. Like I want to know I land, I get in this car, I get to my first safe zone. <laughs> and then I just feel comfortable. Right. And I, I think that we for, can decompress. I think for so many people who travel, you and we've been this way too, you try and maximize the amount of money you can save on the decisions you can make, not realizing that in the moment, if you're like, if I could have just spent like $40 more to not have to be in this like hustle and bustle of people right. where I can just like get in a car, go to a place and I'm done. That is so worth it to me. And right. I understand that is privilege and that is, you know, having money. and that, But, like, those are the small things when you travel that we have learned that for your anxiety, yeah. for the way that my brain thinks about travel, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. And I'm happy to save that money. Like, $40, great. We eat it. We don't eat out one meal this week or whatever. Like, right. that's where we recoup that cost. And we're going to get into budgeting. That'll be a whole separate discussion that we'll probably have if you guys are interested and you let us know that you want to hear more of these episodes. Um, but the idea is... Get to Lisbon, get in a car, get to our Airbnb, and we're there. Mm-hmm. We're there for 15 days, the allotted time. Are you shaking on this? I'll shake. Oh, we got a handshake, for folks. For now. Uh, we're there. That's booked, right? Then we also have our next place booked. Let's say it is in... Valencia, Spain. Valencia, Spain. is our second place is booked. We also have the train uh, booked going from Lisbon to Valencia. Then from Valencia, then we're going to be there for two weeks. We've got that mapped out. Then from two weeks in Valencia, where are we going? We got to get out of the Schengen. Oh, so now we're leaving the Schengen for Maybe. a while. Okay. Maybe we go to Ireland. Okay, we go to Ireland. Fantastic. Gonna be, isn't it going to be real rainy? In- it probably will, but yeah. at that point, we've had some sunshine, We feel, and now we can do it. Okay, great. So then we I want to put our, my boots on. We book our flight. Somehow we get from Valencia to... One would assume in the air. Dublin? Sure. Okay, that's where we're going. So then that's booked. So my, my idea right now, as we're just talking through this, is we book all of that ahead of time. Right. So it's all booked, it's all planned, and at least we feel confident that the first 45 days, month and a half, we're solid. Right. Now again, we're gonna have the whole wireframes sketched out right. of 
all the different cities that we would want to go, what the kind of plan would look like in the Schengen or out of the Schengen. You already made a notion for this where you like had little tags, yeah. which is really adorable, which we might share um, if we start doing content about this, which we can kind of get to next. Because I think this is kind of wrapping up the beginning of this, this plan. Yeah, and we touched on a lot of stuff. But as you can see, there's a lot of things to think about. Yeah. And this is why we are doing all this six months ahead of time because there's just a lot of stuff to work out and Ooh. feel prepared about. Yeah. Can we talk about like maybe the three most important things we're looking for in for this, this whole trip? Yeah. Okay. Great. I think that's a great way to wrap up. So we'll wrap up, then we'll talk about content. Then we okay. got to talk about movies, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. For me, n number one would be just a personal growth opportunity to show myself um, that. I'm not going to let my anxiety hold me back from having experiences. And like, I definitely think that there was a time with my anxiety where I just thought I can only live in this little bubble and that'll keep me safe and comfortable. And that's fine. But I just, I don't want anxiety to run my life. Yeah. And so I have a lot of fears. Like when I tell you guys that the idea of going on this trip is extremely distressing <laughs> to yeah. me. Um, but I'm working through that because I, I want to live a life where I just have a lot of experiences and, um, I think this is a great opportunity to show my brain that I can do hard things yeah. and that I can still be okay. Plus you pray love. Am I right? Plus eat, pray, love. Okay. My, my first thing, that's great by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, my first thing, and this is what I've said all along is I want to experience other cultures yep. than what we've known our entire lives. Yep. To just so see how they... For 39 years of my life that I've been on this planet, I have lived in America and I have experienced American cultures. And yes, Northeast Florida is very different than... Southern California. Southwest California. But they're very similar in a lot of ways sure. too. You start to find... And, and I'm sure that that's very similar of how things are in other countries around the world. We just haven't gotten to experience that. And I think that if we're going to go to essentially 26 different cities in the world outside of the US. I'm very much looking forward to good, bad or indifferent what it feels like mm -hmm. just to for myself to get that experience. How do people interact? Yeah. What do they value? Like something as simple as like in Italy, you know, how long it takes them to bring you the check because yeah. they anticipate that you'll stay at the table and you'll chat and you'll kind of close down the restaurant. Like that's a cool difference in yeah. culture. Whereas here it's like, I feel like capitalism and turning tables and getting totally. you onto the next yeah. kind of thing. Like those are just subtle differences, but you, you can really start to see it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's my first thing. What's your second thing? My second thing is um, just these really cool memories together yeah. that, you know, hopefully we can share with our kids one day and just have a whole lifetime of, because as much as I do try to find the extraordinary in the ordinary day-to-day -day life of that we live now and I think we do a pretty good job of that you know just some of the most mind-blowing things that I can remember what's over... the first one that comes to mind I wonder if we're seeing the same thing I, I don't think so Ooh, mine's really out. specific so one that immediately comes to mind is the huge waterfall that we walked behind in oh, Iceland this is very different yeah I, I immediately think of that and like what a cool yeah. experience that was. And you and I just being like, this is definitely not safe, but like really cool. <laughs> but I mean, so many people, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. You know what mine is? I'm surprised you didn't say this. What? When we were in Florence, Firenze, mm -hmm. and we walked north away from all the touristy stuff. The, we walked uphill. We stumbled into a market. farmer's market. Yeah. We found like this beautiful little lookout. 
Uh, we found this little local restaurant where we had lunch, just the two of us. We were literally the only people in the restaurant, yeah. obviously, because we're American and we eat at the wrong times. Yeah. And we just had some uh, champagne. We had some pizza. We had some pasta. And it was It was lovely. the perfect day. And we walked a ton. I mean, we probably yeah. walked like five we miles in that time. We walked through the whole time. city. It was like but the... none of it was touristy. No, we we found ourselves in like a neighborhood, exactly. and we were just we were yeah. doing what we do here, which is we just look at architecture and houses. Yep. And it was just the, and Google Maps. For it was the most perfect normal travel day. Yeah. But I'm just looking forward to those experiences. Those, those experiences. Yeah. Okay, so my second thing is the food. Yeah. So we have amazing food here. I mean, we live in a decent, a pretty good food city. I would say L.A. is two hours from us. Probably one of the best food cities in the U.S. But I'm just really looking forward to all of the amazing culinary adventures that we're going to have. And I am going to tell you, that is one thing that is hard to find on YouTube is people who are like, I'm traveling in Europe and here are all the restaurants that I've eaten at. And they look like food I am very interested in. Right. And that's not to say that I want to eat at all Michelin star restaurants. Like, I think even some of those are like too far of mm -hmm. what I would want. But it's like, oh, I got a ham sandwich for $1.85. And I'm like, okay, every once in a while when I'm really hungry, that would be fine. <laughs> but I also would like to sit down at a restaurant mm -hmm. and like have an experience that Feel I remember. Feel a cool ambiance. And like, a... what is this chef from this country doing with food right. that I have never experienced before? Right. So I'm very much looking forward to that. All right, your third thing? Oh, I was really listening to that last answer, so I didn't have time to think about what I was well, going to Let's go with two then. We can go with two. we got plenty of time, say. plenty of things recorded. If people want more, they can ask for more. Leave them wanting more. That's what they always say in the podcast world. They do say they that. They say, start a podcast. Leave, leave them wanting want more. more. Uh, okay. Last topic for our travel for this episode. Again, if you liked it, and I'm serious, I really want to read some reviews on Apple Podcasts or get some emails, because if not, we're not going to record more episodes we about do this. It. We don't hear from you. We don't want to bore you. We don't want to bore you, and we don't want to record content that you're not interested in. Yeah. Um, how do we want to document this? Right. This is the big question. Do, ha, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because it is such an opportunity. Not that we're all about the create content and monetize and right. like do and that. And definitely not that you, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. 100%. We would tell that to anyone. However, um, it feels like a fun opportunity to do content. The thing I keep coming back to in this constantly is... I don't want to forget about all these things that we do. Totally. And this is such a great way to chronicle them. And mm -hmm. specifically, I think what we're talking about is like a weekly video mm -hmm. and sharing our experiences. But the thing that we know, I'm someone who made thousands of videos in my lifetime chronicling all the things. It takes you out of doing the thing. Absolutely. And the last thing that we want is to be those people at a table vlogging your experience and not having the experience and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i'm actually very thankful those people do that because i get to see that content well, that's the thing that's but the that's other for side of that us coin. is like i just know that we don't want to like hey guys like be on not that we have to be on but it's just you know what it takes for people to be interested in content yeah. and we're just really trying to figure out what makes sense for us and what we want to do yeah um to record this entire experience and and possibly, if we're just trying to be savvy business people, create a revenue stream from it. Exactly. Because there's so much we're going to learn. There's probably a lot of eyeballs that we'll get on this content because this content is obviously very interesting for people. It's interesting for us. And there's an opportunity that we're probably not going to have again in our lifetime in this way. Do we want to capitalize on that in some way? Mm -hmm. And not for like maximum capitalism mm -hmm. capitalizing, but just, oh, if we're going to get some videos and they're going to get thousands of views, do we want to be you know, mindful about how we set that up. Yeah. For another discussion. I don't know the answer. For another discussion to deep dive into. I think like podcast. so much of this, it's going to be all about 
starting with an intention and then allowing i mean it's literally wandering aimfully right this is the original like purpose behind the name of our business which is this idea of combining you know having an intention that's the aim fully kind of knowing where you're going but allowing you to grow and evolve as you try to get there I think that's what it's going to be for this trip and travel and I think that's what it's going to be for this business that we potentially you know this arm of of our business that we're going to start which is to have an idea of what we want to accomplish and how it's all going to go um but then to allow ourselves flexibility in in changing that and evolving the changing lighting is that just me or did that just no happen? it just changed it was cloudy okay yeah god my freaking eyes man yeah it's okay what was i saying wandering aimfully yeah um just allowing ourselves exactly. i mean even if we like made the plan to start and film and like record weekly videos and and it like for us i think the other thing we would commit to is it's not gonna be real time exactly so we would try and give ourselves a couple weeks we're also talking about maybe i maybe we don't do the editing maybe right. we try and think about creating a budget the for last ourselves. thing that i want is to be in a little like hillside town in switzerland on a gorgeous day and be inside our airbnb editing a video exactly that's not what i want to you're spending doing. eight hours or like waiting for it to upload to youtube and like having the stress of that because it's not up you know it's yeah. like all those things so we'll discuss more of that if you guys have thoughts or things that you want you can share with us as well on on that i would imagine most people listening to this specifically this podcast are like please create that content because you're already listening to our content. True. Um, but yeah, we're just really trying to figure out, you know, how that works. Okay, let's wrap up with... The last thing I want to say is I do think it'd be a cool opportunity. This is like really putting more on our plate. I do think it would be a cool opportunity to create the content, have one revenue stream that we're trying to build with this little offshoot brand. And then as a kind of inside perk to being in Wandering Aimfully is we show you all the behind the scenes of trying to build that revenue stream. Right. I just think that's cool. Using our unboring business roadmap. Exactly. Yeah. That's real meta. Good sales pitch, babe. I'm just saying. Yeah. We'll find out. We will see. We don't know. We have no idea. Also, I hope that these glasses work so that I can even... The idea of getting on a plane right now Well, yeah, is... but we have a lot of time to sort that out. Again, six months. Okay. Yeah. And we have even three months before our Florida trip, so there's plenty of time. We're going to get... Don't you worry. We're going to get me you're all... Either, you're either going to have your eyes up. fixed or you're going to not have eyes anymore. We're going to go one of two routes. Bird box. We're going to bird box challenge <laughs> the rest of your life. Okay. Classic movie night. We got two movies that we watched this past weekend. Uh, Carol made it through these two movies I pretty did. successfully. I which did. Is I a think big I did win. pretty good. Big win pretty for well. us. Uh, we watched first movie. What? A, oh, 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 oh. Um, Jason found a gem. Yeah, called, I've seen this movie before. You had seen yeah, it. Yeah. I, I had heard of it and I remember actually specifically the cover of it. Yeah. I think maybe even when a blockbuster still existed. Oh, probably, yeah. Um, and that's Paycheck. Paycheck. With Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, Aaron Eckhart, Michael C. Hall's first movie role. That's true. Uh, Uma Thurman. Sorry, we should have said her very early on. <laughs> Uma and her bangs. Uma, Uma and her bangs. Well, Uma, her bangs, and every woman's haircut in this movie. Oh, Actually, God, there say, were so many I bad haircuts. everyone's haircut in this movie. Yeah, for sure. The men did not get out unscathed. It, ben probably Do had you guys remember, the best hair, I guess. I guess, but there's a very specific <laughs> era of the early aughts yeah. where every boy and man yeah. had the same haircut, which was... Um, 
Pull you, it forward from the back. Pull it forward from the back, and then floof you it up spike in the front. it up. The, the floofies in the front. Yeah, floof it up. <laughs> and you I know the one it. I'm talking about. I floofed it long time. I know you did. Yeah, you, I was a long time. You floofer. brush it forward and you floof, floof it, it up. up. Yeah, just so you know, I didn't brush it. I pomaded it and then I pomaded it. Yeah, That's pomade really Sticky had a hands. pomade really had a boom Ooh, in the early yeah, aughts. Big time. Uh, so paycheck. This movie involves Ben Affleck getting memories removed because he is a corporate espionage. Uh, reverse engineer. <laughs> reverse engineer Yes, yes. exactly right. Uh, he basically finds like a new piece of technology and then he reverse engineers it and then makes it better. For that company. For that so company that they so can... they can make more money. Right, in. but he gets employed for a large hefty sum to build a, a time uh viewing a future viewing device yeah and he get he gets promised eight figs and eight figs for the future viewing device it was it was something hijinks and stew if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you remember me talking about virtuosity for many episodes even after the weekend (laughs) that we this to me is on the virtuosity level yeah this movie is a classic movie night like it's it's canon i would say it really is (laughs) Uh, we were talking about it as we were watching it. If I was to rate this movie on a standard movie rating scale, uh-huh. four. Solid four, maybe a three and a half. <laughs> on a classic movie night, enjoyable watching experience. Nine. I think it's a nine. It's got to be a nine. I mean, it's not a ten. Because it has all the elements you're looking for. It really does. Cheesy dialogue. Yes. Bad, arguably bad acting. Yes. But interesting plot. Very interesting plot. Okay. Yeah. Um, bad effects. Yep. Um, reasonable effects in some places and then reasonable yeah. effects in other places just absurd plot points yes so it's like the general plot is interesting yeah. but then the plot points that get us to there are kind of absurd you know what i'm realizing is a a critical piece of a good classic movie night movie what's that inappropriately timed slow motion Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's just And we like, love to call out. We're like, oh, just some slow okay. motion there. It's like Ben Affleck turns, and, and for some reason motion. we did slow-mo, but then the explosion happens, and there's no slow motion. And I think explosion. I told you I decided that the reason for that is this, the director really want, needed that shot, but the, it just... The reaction. The reaction yeah. was not... They, we could only... It too fast. Just, it was too fast, and yeah. so we had to slow it down. Uh, oh, oh, also, absolutely not an ounce of romantic chemistry between Ben Affleck and Uma Thurman. <laughs> Not a bit. When I tell you yeah. that they are brother and sister kissing. <laughs> yeah. Not an ounce. Al- I don't yeah. know who did the casting yeah. of this movie or who did the chemistry read. Not an ounce yeah. of sexual yeah. electricity between the two of them. Imagine two people going to kiss. They open their mouths. They turn their head. They pull their lips back. Their mouth is open and they just touch mouths. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt <laughs> That's like. That's what it felt like watching it. I was like, wasn't oh. there like a hug where it was like sort of like a half she hug? She hugged Paul Giamatti. Oh, that's right. And then she and just I touched like his face. She like nuzzled against his face. <laughs> and I feel like what happened was the director. Paul Giamatti, how could we forget? Yeah, John Woo is the director of this. If you guys know John Woo, he's an action movie uh, director, well known. Uh, I feel like he went to Uma and was like, hey, you're going to give Paul this like loving embrace. You're going to give him a kiss on the cheek. Like you're really thankful, like a friend. And she goes, I'm not kissing that guy. <laughs> and so. When he filmed it, he's like, yeah, she really wasn't kidding. It was just sort of like a cheek slap. (laughs) It was with her face, not even her hand. It was just like, it was so bizarre. Anyway, Paycheck, definitely recommend. Such a fun watch. Uh, Go in with very low hopes. This is a classic movie night recommendation. So Very low hopes. Okay, so that was the first movie. And just giggle at all the Solid, solid plot. Solid plot. Great, great fun plot. Uh, Second movie. What was our second movie? We watched 
Vantage Point. Vantage Point. Vantage Point is a very interesting premise for a movie. Very. Uh, starring Dennis Quaid, Forrest Whitaker, and then a bunch of other people. We don't know what their names are. What's the what was the president's name? Do you know that actor's don't name? Don't know that actor's yeah, name, anyway. but you'd recognize his face. You recognize him. Yeah. Oh, Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox is in it was for a little bit. It? Yeah, uh, from Lost. Uh, Jack from Lost is essentially all you can see him as. Uh, this movie, the premise of this movie is there is a summit and it's in Spain, actually. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, they have this summit. The American president's there. A bunch of delegates are there. And then some bad stuff happens. Well, I think you can say what happens. The president gets shot. The president gets shot. Because then, it's a very critical piece of the plot, which yeah. is then... Well, hold on. What? And there are explosions that happen yes, at, yes, the, yes. at the summit. And the thing is, you then see the incident of the president getting shot from six different vantage points. Vantage points. And you learn critical pieces of new information. Who the characters depending are. Depending on who the perspective yeah. is that you're watching. Yeah. And you can kind of see the plot unfold unfold now we will say the part that did not make us comfortable with this movie is it's it's a very sort of early post 9-11 era where the war on terror is a central key point in action movies don't love that but did like though that they didn't like specify a certain sure it wasn't like about these are the bad guys yeah like any like i mean there are some subtle there was some subtle but not as forward as like a lot of like uh, uh, what did we Olympus just watch? Olympus has fallen, or yeah, whatever. Where, like where they make it all about North Korea is the pro- of, you know that Islamophobia. type of thing. Yeah. Um, so it, that was that was kind of nice. It also was a real moment for me where I was just like, these screenwriters just take a second to a make up a country or b make right. it so ambiguous that it just doesn't matter. Like right. we don't need to like specify tar- a target country. and specify countries and movies. So uh, vantage point, six different vantage points, basically six different stories of the same event happening. Really fun way to see Sigourney Weaver also in this movie. Not a huge yes, part, but in this movie. Um, a really interesting way to like see a movie. And, and you think, I'm going to watch the same thing happen six times. I'm going to be so bored. Like, I already know what happens. But they do such a good job really with the characters. They do a great characters. job of trickling out the information. Yeah. And showing you how, see how the all these characters get pieced together. Yeah. And the... Uh, ultimate bigger picture and there's a couple of different little twists and ooh, new information ah, that ooh, you learn some characters you're like oh wait wait are you this or are you, are that? you that or Whoa, this bad, what vantage point did you have yeah uh so what do you cool. what do you give it on the classic movie night scale i give it a honestly i think it's too good of a movie to be like <laughs> a really good classic movie night movie well, do you know what i'm saying yeah but i think that i think it's still a, a good enough movie, it is you know? i would give it an eight on the classic movie night scale. i was gonna give it an eight as well yep, i think it's I, an eight I might give it an 8.25 just okay. for Forrest Whitaker because oh, he's, he's fantastic. Great. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. He is definitely the most believable character in the movie. We're just like, yeah. And wow. fun fact of trivia we heard that originally, I think that was intended to be a Russian tourist, mm. that character. And then the director maybe saw Forrest Whitaker in something else or audition for something else. And they were like, no, we need to rewrite the character as an American tourist because Forrest Whitaker is so good. Yeah, he did a great job. And he is good. All right, those are our classic movies. As always, we hope you watch them and you let us know that you enjoyed them did as we well. Did we say Dennis Quaid, who is like the central character? Yeah, I said that first. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay, okay, that was okay. the first actor He's that I named. He's the yeah. main character, I would say. Yeah. Really, I could interchange him and Harrison Ford. Like, they're the same person to me. I 100%. get that. 100%. I get that. I know there are some people listening to this that are going to think that's blasphemy. They're literally the same person. <laughs> well, yeah, only because Harrison Ford is like Han Solo and yeah, Indiana Jones. And does Dennis, Dennis Quaid have a... Uh, character name like that? that comes out no but he could have he could have slotted right in there and that would have been his whole career 
Yeah, you know. Uh, I bet right. he thinks about that every day. Yeah. I could have been a Harrison Ford. <laughs> uh, Harrison Chevy, am I right? That's how he makes fun of him. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> but are you happy? No. Yeah, okay. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we just wanted to share these these upcoming travel discussions. Uh, again, if you really enjoyed it and you want to hear more of this, let us know. Uh, because especially for fun in the summer, it could be great to <laughs> these next couple of weeks. Just a reminder, we'll be taking a break from the podcast for the month of July. So you got the next couple of weeks with us. Then you don't have us. Then we're back in August with some more regular business. Business content. content. But this is fun in the summer. So come on. Absolutely. It's fun the summer uh hope you have some fun in the summer hope you're doing well take care of yourself and hopefully by next week carol has some new glasses and she's feeling better everybody let's just all collectively hope cross our fingers like i said once i get these glasses you guys are all in big big trouble everyone watch out better watch out because i'm back baby okay real fun in the summer all right that's it bye